Let's try this one more time, folks. And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land, and as well as my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike, and also welcome to everybody uh, watching us on YouTube as well. Uh, no matter where you're listening to us at, uh, make sure to give us a like, a like, and a subscribe, um, as well as uh, leave us a comment if you uh, if you comment on the YouTube. Or on the podcast, we'll make sure to uh, give you a shout-out next week. If you comment on the Facebook Live episode, we'll make sure to get it at the end of the show. And for those watching us then follow, that follow us on YouTube, sorry about the second notification that you probably got about us going live as we uh, we lost our feed on the first try yeah. for some reason. All right, Mike, so it's good Friday. Neither of us are working, obviously. It was a good, uh, a good short work week, as most... Four-day work weeks are. Um, so we got a big show today, a lot of things to talk about. Um, probably starting off in the NASCAR corner and then telling you about the week in Cubs baseball and share some news and notes with you. Mike, what else are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about the NFL draft, potentially. Uh, and we also have some uh, NBA and USFL to talk about. All that and more. But first... Let's not roll the intro and just head right into our poll question, Rich. That's right. So our poll question this week centered around Cubs songs. So we had Go Cubs Go All the Way by Eddie Vedder and Hey Hey Holy Mackerel. So Mike, where'd you vote? I voted for Go Cubs Go. Because it's always a good day when you get to hear that song. It is. Um, I went with uh, Hey Hey Holy Mackerel. You always hear it played on the organ when you're walking in the Wrigley Field. It's true. It's got a classic song, and you're guaranteed to hear it every single Cubs game. And you know what's even better? What's that? A bad game, day at the Cubs game is better than a good day at work. That's right, Mike. So how did the people vote, Mike? I, I We got nine votes for Go Cubs Go. Uh-huh. Two votes for Hey, Hey, Holy Mackerel. And no votes for Eddie Vedder. All right, that's fine. I figured going with this question that Go Cubs Go was going to win, but you still had to give people options. Yeah, you got to give them options. All right, so this week uh, with the NBA playoffs starting, um, or they've already started if you have the play-in tournament. Um, they, those are not playoff games. they got to win to get into the playoffs. The stats do not count as playoff stats. Okay. But they don't count as regular season stats. So it's bonus basketball. Sure. They count as play-in stats. Okay. So we're going to go with the basketball songs. So we're going to go with Basketball, Basketball Jones, uh, One Shining Moment, and you you suggested Be Like Mike when you originally kind of threw out this idea of doing songs. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of see Be Like Mike as more of a jingle, but we'll throw it in there. They made a whole song out of it. They, heck, they even made a movie out of it. Okay. But, yeah, so we'll go with that. Uh, that should go live tomorrow at noon on our Facebook page, uh, on our Facebook fan page. So, yeah. Rich, do you see what's coming up next? Is it a left turn, Mike? Yes, it is. What's after that, Rich? That's probably another left turn. Why is that, Rich? Because we're heading into the NASCAR corner, presented, as always, by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois, down on 5th Avenue in downtown. Or you can um, 
Check them out on their eBay store, Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Yeah. So this week we had the Blue Emu 400 at Martinsville. How much did you get to watch, Rich? Um, I watched all the game. No, I watched the entire race. Yep. No NASCAR now. No, us too. And it, it was one. It was too late for a NASCAR now. At that point, it becomes a NASCAR sleep, and then you wake up the next morning and you don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was a it was a night race. Danielle fell asleep at the end of the race. She went to a musical before. To she went to see Mama Mia up there. Okay. And uh, we had a birthday party for my little girl before that. And then we then she went to the to see the musical. And then Dad and I watched the musical or watched the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Danielle got home just in time for the last few laps. After that, we're good to go. All right. So it's always good. Yeah. All right. So Mike, your winner, William Byron. Who was wait, my wait, pick. wait. You picked William Byron. I did pick William Byron. That means you get two points. That does. Man, that's correct. See, this is how Ridge does it every year, folks. I pick more, more. I win more in our competition. Rich picks more winners, so he wins in the points. I, I do, or at least that's what it's been the past couple of years. Yeah. All right. So, Mike, um, your dad's pick of Kyle Bush came in seventh. Your pick of Kevin Harvick came in fourteenth. Ooh, that's rough. But it was a good race. It seemed like it was going to be a Hendrick car that was going to win. Yeah, and it, the way that they were going, because I think all of their, I think even uh, Kyle Larson had a top ten finish. Yep. Uh, Chase Elliott was the crown of the field most of the race. Had uh, some late race stuff going on, uh, some pit stop changes that mm-hmm. were different, and got him out of the same. And so William Byron takes the win. Yeah. All right, so Mike, NASCAR is going to be on Easter Sunday. Normally, they haven't raced on Easter Sunday since the 70s. Wow. I guess so, and it's going to be a night race at Bristol on the dirt. Wow. Um, So, one of my favorite YouTubers uh, just did a race uh, in the late model cars Mm -hmm. on the dirt, and... uh, Apparently, there are spots on the dirt that are five feet deep. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It'll be an interesting race. Um, it's it's one of those races that if you're if you're doing fantasy NASCAR with us, it's hard to tell who's going to win. It really is. You almost have to treat it like a super speedway. So I, you don't necessarily want to put people on the active roster that you want to have that you plan on using. For those later races leading into the playoffs, so you almost yeah. treat like a super speedway race. Yep. So, Rich, you have honors this week. I do. First time. Five. It took me five weeks to get the first first pick. Um, so I'm gonna go with Christopher Bell. Ooh, that's a good pick. I like that pick. Um, and uh, you know, anybody really does have a good chance here. So. I, I can't I can't say uh, I, yeah um, I am gonna pick you didn't put it on the outline you have oh yeah I had Martin Truex Jr. the third I mean Martin Truex Jr. yeah so Martin Truex Martin Truex what do you think not a bad pick because um, even though even though like you hear about guys saying well he's had experience racing on dirt 
or he raced on like uh, Eldora in the truck series race, you still don't know what's going to happen because it's this is a new track type for the next gen car. Yeah, so and even if you say, well, the like guys like Larson or Bell or Bisco have or Harrison Martin raced on the dirt in in the truck series, it's different in the NASCAR, and you still don't even know what how the next gen car is going to handle on it. So yeah. I don't really put too much stock in the whole. He has experience racing on dirt, dirt so, argument. I much. couldn't agree more. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it comes out. I, I don't. I don't know that that anybody knows who's going to win. It's going to be a fun race, though. Yeah, as long as it doesn't get rained out and pushed back to Monday, I'm going to be happy with the results, no matter how well my driver does, and no matter how well your driver does. I have Monday off, so I'm okay. I, I don't. I got to go back in the work on Monday. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. Uh, that this has been the NASCAR Corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Fifth Avenue, Moline. Check them out for all your sports memorabilia needs, either in person or at their eBay store. Once again, that's Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Rich, we've had a full week of base. We've had a full week of baseball. We have the first full week of the season since last week. We only had one game to talk about. Um, how have you felt about the Cubs so far? Not too bad. Okay. Not too bad. I think they're doing better than I thought they would, even though I predicted that they would go four wins show to show. I did that because I was trying to give Be some... Different. I was trying to give some positivity. Okay. We... Went three, yeah. Which is what you two. predicted. Three and two. Um, so being three and two, that overall four and two, they're a half game up in the central. Hey, look at the that! First week. Look at that. We're in first place. I don't expect that to last much longer than you know today, but um, Rich. What's their schedule this upcoming week? All right. So this week, uh, they're going to be in Denver for two more games. Uh, yeah, for, that can't be right, two or three games. Um, three games. Three games in Denver. Three with the Rays in Wrigley, and then they get two with the Pirates before we record again. So that's six games, Mike. How are, how are you thinking they're going to do? I think they're going to, I think they can pull 500 off in this, in this trip. Uh, the Rockies, they, they should get one against one more against the Rockies. Uh, one against the Rays should be pretty doable, especially at home. Come on now. And then the Pirates, we got to get at least one out of those, shouldn't we? We should. So we'll go with three. Knowing that there's an extra game there because I miscalculated, I'm going to give them four wins, Mike. Well, I the hope Rays, you're... The Rays kind of are struggling a little bit. They're battling through some injuries. Denver's kind of a wild, kind of a toss-up. You never know what you're going to get down in Denver, and it's Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I don't mind that, but I'm not. I'm still not doing it. Okay. I don't. I can't. I don't. I don't trust it. So from the world of uh, the Cubs to the world of MLB, couple big stories this week to talk about. Yeah. Do you want to pick the good one, the bad one, or the ugly one? There's only two, so. One of them's bad and ugly all at the same time. 
Um, no, I, I got a third one for you, oh. and I'll give you this one too, since it didn't, since we really didn't talk about it. What do you think of Gabe Kapler's, the Giants manager's thoughts on the unwritten rules of baseball? I didn't hear them. They were up. They were up by six. Batter steals second base up by that much. And they had a player bunt for a hit. Wow. In a, like, a, they, at this point, the Giants were up, like, into the double digits. I think, like, between, like, 11 and 13 runs. And that's also the game that leads into one of our other stories, because, like, I guess Padres, former Cardinals manager and now Padres bench coach, remarked to the first base coach, hey, you got to... You got to control. You got to control that. Insert a non-appropriate word for our family show, and that got him ejected from the ball game. That got him ejected from the ball game, which caused history to be made when Alyssa Nikin became the first female to coach on the field in baseball history. So the first half of that story is ugly. The second half is good. Um, oh man. So unwritten rules of baseball. They play till the last out. They're not going to call off the dogs. They're going to keep the pedal to the metal and keep going. So that, that those unwritten rules, A, I think some of the unwritten rules we need to re- revisit and kind of tweak. That one, I think by way of, if nothing more, nothing more, we need to understand it's early in the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's Where were they playing? I believe the game was in San Francisco. So it's not chilly, but it's not hot yet. Mm-hmm. When you play at a higher level like that, you put yourself at more risk for injury. I would say I don't like it. I don't mind you saying you played it last out, but stealing a base, you're risking injury. Okay. Bunting and for a hit, probably not really risking an injury, but having to dig it out as hard as you have to, you're going to have to, you're probably putting some extra strain that doesn't need to be there. Okay. I don't, I think analytics would say you only got to win by one. Why do you need these, what does the extra do for you? And more on that, I would say somebody needs to get hit by a baseball. Yeah. And by all means, Gabe Kapler is expecting that and he's okay with that. I I would I would say and if you're one of the mature players, uh do you bull durham it while you're sitting there, say, Hey, tell your guy to hit me. I deserve, we deserve it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it's me, if I'm up to bat, I say, and, and it's my first at bat of the next game that we played, uh, Giants and who? Padres. Yeah. If I'm playing the Padres, I, I lean down and I say, hey, I'm, I'm ready for it. Just make sure it's in my ass. Sorry so, for that word. So, yeah. So but, is that like, so if you were the player that bunted and got on burst, they hit I'll take one. I'm definitely taking it. Taking one, or if you're stealing, if you're the guy that steals the base, and you're telling the shortstop or the second baseman, babe, I'm just playing the game. If you want to get me, 
let them know. I I take the hit. I don't care. I even if I'm a player that wasn't involved in either of those plays, as a mature player on the team, I know somebody's got to take a hit. You have to. Somebody's got to take the punishment. I'll step up and take it. Yeah. You you can't you can't let that go. And so the Padres have the Padres owe it. Um. And if you're going to have the unwritten rules of baseball, you've got to honor them. You've got to honor them. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, so Alyssa Nikin, um, she was, she's a, um, I believe she's like a quality control, quality control coach, but also does things with uh, base running and outfield play. So she typically during the game, she's in the tunnel watching the games. Yeah, watching the games. She but she always keeps a jersey available because um, being an off-field coach, she normally I think she was saying she usually just wears like a pullover or a hoodie, no uniform, no no jersey on. But she got the call to do it, so she grabbed her jersey, put a help, grabbed an orange helmet, and headed out and coached first base. Yeah, I for the rest of the game. Good job on her. Um, I would think. I actually have a problem with the fact that she doesn't dress. So do you have a problem with David Ross wearing a hoodie? Does he have a jersey underneath? I don't know. If he doesn't, yes. I don't care if you wear the hoodie the whole time. But you got to be ready to take that off and have your jersey on for you to go out if you're going to be on the on the if you're going to be a coach. Mm-hmm. Everybody dresses for the game. I, I can agree with that. I Everybody. Always... You you dress head to toe for the game. If you're getting on the field, even better. If you're not, okay. But. All right. So they said that uh, the helmet she wore is on its way to Cooperstown. It's going to be there in the archives, probably on display. here sooner. And uh, the last story that we kind of pulled from MLB this week was in Clayton Kershaw's season debut, he's got a no-hitter. Through seven innings, yeah, and he only pitched eighty pitches. Yeah, and what does the analytically driven Dodgers manager Dave Roberts do? Goes and pulls him from the game. Pulls him from the game. Um. Yeah, I. Now, by all means, I mean Kershaw is saying the right thing. Saying, "Yep, it was the right move to make. It's my first start." It's early in the season, and we had the shortened spring training. It was the right move to make. The team is saying it's the right move to make. But I kind of like what Fergie Jenkins had to say about the whole idea. And he said, I don't care if I've got a broken arm and I've got to roll the ball to the plate. I'm not coming out of the game with a perfect game on the line. Yeah. No, I totally agree. The other question, I mean, there's guys, I mean, he was 13 strikeouts already. All he needed, all he needed was three more to tie the record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the point with it being a shortened spring training and not getting a chance to fully stretch out your pitchers. Yeah. And of, it, of them pulling it. But at the very least, before he goes out to pitch the eighth inning, tell him, I've got so-and-so ready in the bullpen. As soon as this perfect game is over, whether it's a hit, it's a walk, I'm going to come out and get you. 
Okay. So he knows that going in. I, I have some facts here, Rich. Okay. Where were they playing the game? I believe it was a road game? It was. It was up by me. It's in Minnesota. Oh, in Minnesota, okay. It was 35 degrees. All right. He was losing his junk. He didn't have the plays anymore. Wasn't pitching what he didn't have the command he he needed. It was not a great. He was not in a good spot. Then let him be the one that loses the no hitter, that loses the no hitter or the perfect game, and not the bullpen. But he's still up. He still gets the W for the game. Yep. And also, how many games did he put, how many games did he miss last year? At least half the season. He missed a good chunk of games last year. Right. And his last game, he came out, and we thought he was going to have to have Tommy John over the over winter. That's how bad it was. I still think you let him pitch to lose the game. Well, that's telling him, all right. So do you want to do you want to do an intentional walk so you can lose the perfect game and, and then I come get you? And I'm okay if that's what you do, but you got you got to say either hit this guy or throw or 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 a intentional walk. You have to. You cannot. You cannot let him go out there and actually throw. And you think he's going to go out there and throw around to miss a perfect game? Probably not. So then he's going out because he's Clayton Kershaw. He's going to throw the best thing he can do. And if he gets injured, here's here's a question. Let's say you let him finish the game. Let's say he. Let's even say he gets a perfect game. Throws 122 pitches, and then he's out for three months for for his shoulder being too sore. Then what's what? How what, is that a good move? No, no, it's not a good move. Okay, how many games are you going to lose if you lose Clip? What is his WAR? It's probably pretty high. He's got a high WAR. You can't you can't risk. Now, I still think you say okay. Uh, you go out there and you tell your this is this is how I handle it. All right, and this is how I get how I get in trouble with Clayton. I say Clayton, you're intentionally walking him, and I say catcher, you don't squat, <laughs> you don't do anything. You put your hand out and you you wait until the umpire gives him four, and give that intentional walk, and you do it that way. You. It's the onus no longer is on Clayton. It's now on your pitch, your catcher to break. He breaks it technically, but Clayton gets to be out there when he's broken. Ooh. Okay. Because Clayton's not going to do it. You know Clayton's not going to do it. And I don't. Again, if it wasn't for the fact that it was, if it's June, it's seventy-five. It's eighty-five degrees. He's loose, he's limber, he's doing great. Half the season is gone. Okay. Let him go, that eighth. See how he's doing. But this early in the season, not even half of a spring training, and a guy that's coming off of almost half an have surgery, 
that keeps him out for the re- for the entire year. Got to you got to you got to pull him. Uh, we might have to agree to disagree on that. Given your scenarios, I would have to agree with you. Yeah, that it was totally the right move to pull him. But wanting to see baseball history, keep him in the game. But do you do you have doubt that Kershaw has the ability to do that again? He could. So so here's the other thing. We say there's only 24 perfect games ever been pitched. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, I think it's like 25. Of looking at it might be 28. It it's under 30. We know it's under 30. You're right. It is a feat. But how many? If I guarantee you, because I've watched plenty of them, I guarantee you there are more perfect games going into the set, going into the eighth that get broken up in bad ways quickly there. Okay. And so, yes, the analytics also would probably defend that as well. That a, that the perfect game going into the eighth is where you'd lose it. So, okay. Uh, moving on from that, any other baseball topics that you want to talk about? Not really. So, Mike, there's a new football league starting up. Yeah. It's going to be uniquely broadcasted both the, the game of the week, New Jersey versus this week uh, Birmingham. It's going to be broadcast on both NBC and Fox at the same time. Wow. Um, so if you're interested in watching football, you're going to be able to see these games on Fox, FS1, uh, USA, NBC, and Peacock. Okay. So, um, there are a couple of different rules that they have. Yeah. Scoring teams will have a third option to attempt an extra point. It'll be a successful scrimmage play from the 10-yard line equals three points. That's weird, but I'm okay with that. The second option is to retain possession after scoring will be converting a fourth and 12 from the team's 33. And then after that, it's just regular. So if I get fourth, if I get to the 21-yard line, mm-hmm. if I get to the to the 20-yard line, I get retain possession and potentially go for six again. Is that what I'm reading? I guess at? so. If okay. you convert the 4th and 12, you get to keep possession of the ball. Okay. On the team's 33. Overtime. Each team's offense will alternate plays against the opposing defense from the 2. Each successful. So college. Yeah, the college overtime rule. Um, they can do two forward passes from behind the line of scrimmage. I like that. I actually like that. That'll make, it, that'll, that'll make some fun trick play stuff. All right. Each coach will be allowed one replay challenge. Okay. Which will be sent to the control center in L.A. All kickoffs will be from the 25, and no kicking team member may line up any further back than the one-yard line when the receiving team must have at least eight players in the setup zone between the 35 and the 45. Um, After a kickoff travels 20 yards, the first touch will be by the receiving team if an untouched kick becomes dead, the ball belongs to the receiving teams at that spot. Okay. What are the other things they got, Mike? Um, on punts, gunners may not line up outside the numbers. Uh, they cannot be double-team blocked until the ball is kicked. Uh, the clock stops for first downs inside the two-minute warning. Um, penalties for the defensive pass interference will mirror the NCAA rules with exceptions. Mm-hmm. First, a defender may intentionally tackle 
a receiver beyond 15 yards would be would become a spot foul. Okay. Um, the penalty will be a spot foul if it occurs 15 yards or less. And okay, I don't. All right. And if a pass does not cross the line of scrimmage, there will be no pass interference or ineligible player downfield penalties. Okay. So this begs the question. Do you plan to watch? At the very least, they are making it very easy for you to find the games. As FS1, Fox, NBC, they're not going to require, even even with you having sling, Mike, yeah. and me sharing your sling, we can catch those games. Yeah, I, you know, I'm okay with it. I'm not overly, I mean, if, if there's nothing else on, sure, why not? So Friday, Saturday, Sundays. All the games are going to be played in Birmingham, Alabama. That I, I think is a little annoying. Well, that saves the that's going to save them money though. Yeah, if they're not having to rent and pay for travel. But what to get players to these different cities? But you're saying that the New Jersey Generals Generals. How are they New Jersey? They're taking the names from the original USFL from back in the... But they're the Birmingham Generals. In theory, yes. And they're the Birmingham... Whatevers. I don't know what the team names are. I don't Who cares? But they're the new... They're they're all the Birmingham. They're not... They're not New Jersey. They're not... Yeah. They are going to play their championship game in Canton, Ohio, though. Are they going to get to a championship game? I think that they will. Over under, do they make it? We'll do one full season. Over under one full season. Yes. I'm saying no. They will make it because they are owned by Fox Sports. Fox Sports will not want to see it fail. They'll get it through one year. Are they going to renew it for next year? That's going to be the trick. I don't think they will. I don't see how they make a second season. I'm I'm already checked out and I haven't even seen a game. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be tough when the XFL comes back too. Yeah, that they're going to be competing. They could be competing for the same players. Yep. But if anything, what the XF what the USFL has going for them is that they have broadcasting deals. Yeah. Even if they lose NBC because NBC drops out because the ratings just weren't there, they at least have the Fox family of networks yep. to fall back on, while the XFL doesn't have broadcast deals announced yet, but they do have partnerships with the NFL to where they're going to be the testing ground for possible new NFL rules, and they have a partnership with the NFL Players Alumni Association which is kind of like a training ground for players that aren't signed for, don't have practice squad contracts. So their their coaches are going to be partnering with the XFL during the NFL season. Those deals are what's going to keep the, the XFL because they're turning it into a developmental league for the NFL. Without calling it a developmental league for the NFL. We all know that it is. I mean, it, what, all of their deals have shown that they're a developmental league for the NFL. And that will keep them sustainable. For the USFL, in my mind, 
what they need to do is if they make it through two years, they won't. They need to find a way to partner with the XFL, and maybe <sighs> and whether they go back to actually having it be traditional, where they're playing in home markets like these older spring leagues have done. Maybe you have to where they're not competing in the same markets. Have an XFL conference, have a USFL conference, and name them something different. Yep. I, but I don't think it'll get to that way. I think nope. It seems like with both the XFL done. deals, the X, I think the XFL has a better chance of surviving than the USFL. Yep. Okay. From the USFL, let's go to uh, – we don't need to talk about the NBA NFL draft. There's nothing really there. Um, for next week. Mark. We'll talk about that next week. We'll have – you want to try to put a te- top ten – or a, a a mock, prediction. a mock draft for the top ten, a big board. We can't because the draft. We're going to be reacting. Uh, no, the twenty second we can't. The twenty, the twenty ninth yeah. show is when we're yes. previewing. Yeah. So next week, next week have a top ten ready. We'll have, have, try to have a top ten ready. We'll put a. We'll do our mock draft. We'll see where we're going. Um, so, NBA. Uh, our, let's get to our predictions in the NBA real quick. All right, so like the Eastern Conference, the only – it's going to come down to the results of tonight's playing game between the Hawks and the Cavaliers. Okay. As we both got – it'll come down to the results of that game being that one of us will get all eight playoff teams for the East right. So if the High Cavs, five on that one. If the Cavs win – you get all. You get six of six. If the Hawks win, I get eight out of eight. As we correctly predicted that the Nets, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Bulls, Bucks, and the 76ers would all make the playoffs. So it's going to come down to the Heat's, Heat and the, the Hawks and the Cavs tonight. Okay. The Western Conference, we didn't do as well. Nope. Uh, In we, fact, our prediction, I'm going to give a great big spoiler for this segment. Our, both of our predictions for who was going to make the finals from the West didn't even make the playoffs. They didn't. It was the Lakers. So the Timberwolves won their play-in game. They're in. Yeah. So they essentially took the Lakers spot, which we predicted. Um, Mike, you had another team. We both had um, – you picked the Thunder to make the playoffs. I picked the Blazers. Neither of those teams made the playoffs. You will pick up an extra – Win going seven for eight. If the Clippers can win their playoff, their playing game tonight, let's go Clippers for double elimination. So as Mike said, we both put the Lakers in the finals. Mike, you had them winning. I had them losing. Um, but they're not. They're not making the playoffs. So Mike, I'm going to go with the pre postseason finals. Um, my post my preseason. I had the Bucks over the Lakers, so I'm going to keep the Bucks as the winner, and I'm going to have them beating the Golden State Warriors. Okay, not a bad pick. I am going to go back to the '90s machine. Okay, we're going to have the Bulls versus the Suns, and the Bulls are going to win. Good luck with that one, Mike. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm going to do it just for nostalgia's sake. I might actually, if if it happens, I'm watching every game of the finals. Really? Yeah, every game, every game. So, okay. Uh, from that, let's uh, you know. Let's do a quick show. We'll get. Let's do our quick hits. 
Um, the Masters happened this week. Tiger Woods finished he, the entire round. He did. Good for him. That was a win. Because like I said, a year and a half, a year ago, we didn't know he was going to be walking, let alone walking the entire course of play. So that was awesome. On top of it, uh, Scotty Shaffley won the Masters, earning himself a a green jacket. Green jacket. Uh, And then... uh, Ten under par. Yeah. Um, And then, did you hear his, his interview afterwards? No, I didn't. He, he said, I do this for the glory of God, and that is it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you're a fan of The Mass Singer and you watch The Mass Singer, you we totally understand if you want to tune out and stop the, and stop the show. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. I actually have to leave because I haven't watched it. <laughs> so Rich is going to give all the spoilers. I'm going to hear them. My wife's going to be annoyed that I know them, but whatever. We're going to go for it. All it, right. It's going to happen. So Rich, spoil this week's episode. We had a double elimination. Yep, double elimination. So I'm guessing, I mean, I already kind of know, but I, I, if the armadillo doesn't, didn't go home, then I'm, I'm not watching any of it. Yeah, the armadillo went home. Okay, I don't care. After that, I don't care. And it was Dog the Bounty Hunter. Wow. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Okay. I mean, he can't sing that well, so I'm not surprised. Okay. Yeah, he came on the show because he saw how fun it was. And then in his unmasking interview, he said, and then I found out I had to sing. <laughs> what did he think he was going to do? Dance around? Was he going to be the, uh, 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 the tiger, whatever McPhee. McPhee's husband? Uh, last year? Oh, where he just he played, just played the piano? I don't know. Well, you had Rob Gronkowski on there. He, yeah. He didn't really sing that well, but he, he rapped. He stayed on the show because he was active, oh, yeah. energetic, and he, he had good stage presence. Okay. Well, you know, whatever. I, okay. And right. then, uh, so it came down to the ringmaster and the teddy bear, this teddy. I have liked the teddy bear. So and far. in my theory, okay, they have to have one from each group. That's what was my theory so as well. I think, and I know this, you kind of, you kind of you, you spoiled it already for me, but I, if I were to guess, mm-hmm. I would have said the teddy bear goes on then. You would be incorrect, Mike, as the teddy bear went home. Okay. And it was Jennifer Holiday. Okay. A, um, kind of a gospel singer, but yeah. also was on, was in the movie Dreamgirls. Yeah, yeah. So Jennifer she Hudson? Holiday. Okay. Holiday. I don't know her. Jessica Holiday or Holiday. Okay. So she said that she did the show kind of as a as a tribute to her fans, because she was guest on the show so many times. Okay. So she thought it was, she needed to come on the show for her fans. Okay. So the ringmaster moves on to two goods. Okay. I really hope that it's not another good in the, uh, from the last group, but, uh, you know, that's, that's where we're at. Yeah. So Rich, before the, before we end the show, uh, do you have any shout-outs to give? Um, to your daughter, a happy birthday. One years old, my Yeah, my baby girl. Flying. My baby girl's a year old yesterday. 
uh, was her birthday, so happy birthday to her. Grandpa, Sexy Rexy Scranton, All right. had his birthday on Tuesday. Um, that's a double-edged shout-out. Uh, anybody that knows the story there knows why. Uh, we love you, Grandpa. Been great. Been great. Uh, we give you a shout-out, and uh, hope you had a great 89-year birthday. Awesome. Good times. Um, so, folks, we thank you for joining the show. Um, it's Easter weekend. Mm-hmm. It's Good Friday. We celebrate, as harsh it is, as it is, and as bad as we know that the beating he took we celebrate the death of our of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Without that death, we have no hope. That death brings hope. And sitting on this side of that weekend, we know Easter is coming, where His resurrection brings us new life. And if you don't know that truth, you can reach out to Rich and I. We'll be glad to share it with you. Easter, folks. Remember that he is the reason that we are here. We love you. We thank you. We ask that you remember his sacrifice for you today. God bless. We will see you next week. And uh, we might be in person again. Might be. So, folks, thanks. We will see you next week. God bless.